but you know, funding becomes difficult when you don't rely on government dollars, but that's how we need to get out of this system. We cannot rely on insurance companies. We cannot rely on government funding. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative. Today, Kimberly Overton joins me. Overton is a registered nurse in Hendersonville, Tennessee, with a background in critical care and telehealth nursing. In July of 2021, she founded the Nurse Freedom Network to stand against the medical tyranny we are now facing. She is a graduate from Western Kentucky University and has worked in the healthcare industry for over 25 years, although she doesn't look it. Serving in both clinical and administrative roles, Kimberly has a true passion for providing patient-centered care that focuses on empowered individuals and standing against medical tyranny. She also has been a strong advocate for autonomy and informed consent through her career beyond the advocacy. Her larger vision for the Nurse Freedom Network has always been creating opportunities for nurses to break away from the broken and oppressive sick care system and empower them to cultivate their own environment, one in which patients and nurses alike will thrive. Kimberly, welcome to the program. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad that you are here. And uh, thank you. I know you got a lot on your plate and you've got an event coming up we're going to talk about before we get there. Um, but first things first, um, tell me a little bit about what got you interested in the medical freedom, freedom fight, rather, especially in Tennessee. And um, what made you kind of step out and form this organization instead of just complaining about things and posting on social media, which people think will move the ball, uh, both politicians and activists alike, but it really doesn't. And so you've you've gotten out there and done something completely different. Talk about it. Sure. Yeah. So you know, I started the organization back in July, July of 2021, and you know, I started hearing the mandates coming down. And one of the first places that we heard about it for me was uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky Medical Center in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And you know, as a WKU grad, I went to nursing school there. I had actually done my clinicals and started my nursing career at that facility. So now it became very personal to me because, you know, these were my colleagues and in many cases, my friends that this was happening to. So I knew I had to speak out and say something. Um, you know, these people are being faced with termination for something that should be a personal medical decision. You know, many cases with no exemptions and no discussion. Um, you know, so I really just started it out as a Facebook group. It was never intended to be anything more than that. It was just, you know, initially just a place for us to get together, vent our frustrations and try to figure out, you know, where we were going to go forward with this. And it just quickly evolved from there. You know, in August, we started protesting at local hospitals that were firing their nurses. And then in October, I went ahead and um, established the organization as a 501c3 nonprofit. And we, we continue to grow right now. We've got um, nurses in 14 states that are building advocacy teams. So we are continuing to add more and I, I get so busy that I don't have time. There are many more states that want to get, get joined on. It's just, you know, it's, it's become completely overwhelming for me. Um, but, you know, I'm, I've spoken at medical freedom events across the United States. I've gotten to speak at uh, Defeat the Mandates in both DC and LA, completely epic events. So it's really been quite a journey uh, so far. I'm actually flying out to Minnesota on Friday, two more events. So we're, we're keeping busy. Um, but you know, we, we all have our proverbial line in the sand, right? Or at least we should. 
And for me, it was when they wanted me to recommend vaccination of children. And, you know, I just, I couldn't do it. And I will, I would gladly debate any nurse or even a physician on the necessity of vaccinating otherwise healthy children against this virus with a 99.9815% survival rate. I mean, this is not only absurd, this should be criminal. And we have, we have no safety data and they are at negligible risk, you know, so because of that, I just, I could not in good conscience do it. And I had been exempted from the mandates because I work from home, um, but I made the decision to resign my position because I just, I just couldn't do it. Um, and I decided at that point that I was gonna commit myself fully to this fight and to, you know, standing in the gap for the most vulnerable among us and these children, we've, we've got to do everything we can to protect them. Well, I agree. And it's amazing, um, the legislators in Tennessee there's a, there's a few classifications of people and in a few situations where they just threw Tennesseans under the bus and disregarded their constitutional rights underneath the Tennessee Constitution, never mind the United States Constitution, and medical workers and federal workers are too. And the, and the primary reasons they did that uh, was not because of conservative principle, it was because of cold, hard cash, either medical cash, Medicaid cash, some kind of federal contractor cash. And it, it has always amazed me that when push comes to shove, uh, many Republicans in the legislature and at the executive branch will throw principle in a trash can quicker, quicker than like a day old salad. And, and they'll do it for a little bit of money. It doesn't have to be a bunch of money. I mean, here we are running billions and billions of dollars of surplus uh, in Tennessee. And instead of, you know, backing off the federal money that caused us to uh, continue to take away the rights of Tennesseans in many areas, uh, we increased the budget by 20, 25%, and we have no plans whatsoever to turn away any federal money which controls us, which I, I think is amazing and telling. Here at the Tennessee Conservative, guys, we bring you news that no other organization will bring you. We're the only organization that covered anything on social media censorship. We're the only organization that is fighting in any significant way against illegal immigration in our state. We are one of the strongest advocates for school choice. We try our very best to keep Republicans honest on their campaign promises, and we try to fight against the corruption caused by left-leaning corporations in Nashville and the bureaucracy that government has created that works against your interests with taxpayer-funded lobbyists. The only way we can do this, and I kid you not, is with your support. Nobody else is going to do it. If you're waiting on somebody else to be conservative in your stead, that's how we got to the point we are, and that's why we have so few conservative media outlets. So when you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support, and if you give any amount, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. We will also send you this Please Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker, and we will send you a directory, and I hope this thing changes in the primary of all our state Republicans, uh, both at the House and at the Senate level, so that when they try to do shenanigans, you can call them and tell them to stop. And when they try to do good things, you can ask them to go forward. And finally, if you get $50 or more, or a recurring donation of $10 or more, you'll get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Now, this tumbler was made from the melted-down sword of Excalibur. It has magical properties. It will imbue you with superpowers. It will correct all of your vitamin uh, deficiencies. It also uh, cures most rheumatoid arthritis. And um, if you were to, to take this, and if you were to put 
all the campaign promises in here that were made on the campaign trail. This also has like the Wonder Woman's magic lasso. It has the ability to get truth out of people. If you put most Republicans' campaign promises in here, which would fill it up to the very brim, and you close the lids and you waved your hand over it and then you poured it out, you'd get about three drops of conservative policy. That is how magical this tumbler is, and it helps conservative messages and news get out there. Guys, I need your help. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. I'll plainly tell you, last year... We got our taxes back. I put 65 grand into this puppy. So when you say, well, I don't have any money I can't give, I'm going to have to call BS on that. Get in the fight. Give today. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. I can't do it without you. Don't wait for somebody else to do it because it ain't going to get done. So what have you discovered about the undue influence that big pharma and, and corporate um, medical entities and big insurance companies have in Tennessee, as you have fought this fight for uh, almost a year now. Uh, tell us about what you have seen as you've tried to advocate for medical freedom and, and for just common sense reforms. Yeah, sure. Well, I think the very reason that I ended up leaving bedside nursing, I was an ICU nurse throughout the pandemic, and the very reason I left is a very good example of that. And that's these deadly hospital protocols that they're using. Right? I mean, specifically the remdesivir, I don't know if you're familiar with that medication, um, but it's a medication that is, it's been shown to be harmful to patients and oftentimes deadly to patients. You know, it's a very costly medication on average, $3,000 for a five-day course of that remdesivir. Um, and, you know, multiple physicians have spoken out saying, you know, not to use this medication because it does cause an increase in mortality. It decreases your renal function. Um, you know, and the problem with using this remdesivir, by the time that a patient gets to the hospital, they are well past their replication phase of the virus. Okay, remdesivir is an antiviral. It relies on some form of viral replication in order to be effective. At the time, by the time they get to us, they're well into the symptomatic phase. So this this medication is not going to do any good at this point. You know. And what's really telling is that the World Health Organization actually recommends against its use because it's not effective in treating COVID-19. So you have to ask yourself, you know, why then are we continuing to use these medications and these protocols that are clearly doing more harm than good? And then they tell us, you know, that COVID is killing all of these patients, but you have to ask, is it actually COVID or is it the complete and total medical mismanagement of COVID that's killing them? You know, after working throughout the pandemic, I believe it's the latter. You know, the virus alone, if it were killing patients, why are we not then pulling bodies out of homes and off of the streets? Why not? Because, you know, the reality is patients are not dying at home and they're not dying on our streets. They're dying in our hospitals. And we, we really need to start asking ourselves, why is this happening? Um, but for myself, I just couldn't continue to do this, especially knowing that there's early treatment available there's safe and effective treatment, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, despite what you know the mainstream narrative will tell you, these medications have been safely used for decades. You well, know? talk a little bit about you know, whenever you're confused in a situation, whether it's in politics or business, I found it very helpful to, to do a thing called mathematics. Mm-hmm. Because humans are are swayed by money. Um, you know, the the love of money. Is, is a very corrupting influence. Uh, you know, God Almighty tells us this. And so when 
when you, if you're in the hospital and, and you were to get, say, for example, a treatment of something that treated the symptoms versus a treatment of remdesivir, how would that affect the hospital system's compensation rate for that patient? Yeah, well, the I mean, the hospitals are financially incentivized to give the remdesivir. That's why it's continuing to be used. The government is incentivizing um, to do that. These other medications that we've long used, like you need to be treating the inflammation. We need to be using high doses of steroids and treating these symptoms. We need to be using um, anticoagulants because we know that clotting is an issue with this virus and that's not happening. Um, and it's because the government isn't financially incentivizing those medications. They're financially incentivizing the remdesivir year um and and it, it's just it's so unfortunate i i cannot understand how this is even legal incentivized medicine this practice must be stopped and i will do everything in my power to continue to fight against that let's move on to something else um what actions can your average tennessean take uh to the advance uh you know the cause of more affordable health care less government in health care less intervention at the state level you know everyone loves a good talking head uh, that's talking about national issues. Everybody knows the um, the bad guys and the good guys in Washington, D.C., and so it's a soap opera of sorts that we can be caught up watching, but often our time spent worrying about federal issues is not nearly as um, impactful. In fact, it, it's not impactful in many cases compared to what you can do with your state legislatures uh, here in Tennessee, executive branch, et cetera. Uh, what can Tennesseans be doing right here at the state and local level to make a difference about these medical freedom issues? Yeah, well, I mean, a big thing is, of course, contact your legislators. But beyond that, you know, we absolutely we must have a parallel system. You know, this is why I'm so passionate about the work that we're doing at North Freedom Network, because this current system that we have, it is unsustainable and unfixable. It, it completely needs to burn to the ground at this point, and we need to finally let it. As nurses, you know, we need to be able to help to come alongside this, let this one burn to the ground. We've been putting out the flames for way too long now. We need to take our passion, our skills, our knowledge. We need to take all of this with us, take it away and, you know, walk away from this system, bring up, build up something that is going to focus on true patient centered care. You know, we have to be the solution to all of these things that have long been broken in healthcare. Um, you know, honestly, we just really need to get behind the people that are doing these initiatives and support them. There are medical professionals, not just my organization, but there are professionals, um, medical professionals that are working behind the scenes and that are trying to build these these um, these parallel systems. And we need to stand behind them and get behind those initiatives. We need a real grassroots movement of Tennesseans. And whether that is going to be, you know, just donating financially, giving whatever you can, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. These every little bit helps. I'm donating their time and their resources. If we stand together in this fight, we absolutely can and we will make a difference. Um, but, you know, funding becomes difficult when you don't rely on government dollars, but that's how we need to get out of this system. We cannot rely on insurance companies. We cannot rely on government funding and even corporate sponsorships, you know, in woke America, and I can attest to this, I'm sure you can as well, woke America does not believe in corporate sponsorships. So very yes. difficult to come by. Well, you know, a perfect example, there are all kinds of laws that they have passed against home births in the state of Tennessee. And all the hospitals are like, they, they are, um, they are um, mortally afraid 
of, of any birthing centers being within X number of miles from a hospital. And they've made, you know, all kinds of little monopolies. They've, they've gone up and donated PAC money and the, the millions and millions of dollars up in Nashville where influence can be bought cheaply uh, from legislators to where people can't, can't get, get that service. My wife and I had two home births. We paid like, I don't know, somewhere around three to $5,000 for both of them. Fantastic experience. A midwife with us for almost 18 and then like 16 hours, trained medical professionals, hours and hours of pre-counseling, nutritional care. We weren't, you know, put in a line uh, like a bunch of cattle and then told us when we were going to be, when you were going to be birthed so that it, you know, fits in with the doctor's delivery schedule. I mean, it was just a completely different, wonderful, fantastic, uh, fantastic birthing experience that actually has a lower mortality rate than if you went to the hospital to have one. And, um, and, and large corporations and these medical treatment facilities, they don't want a parallel system. Uh, they want to continue to give the money to cut people off from access of anything that's not confusing or expensive. And so uh, I hope that we get more of that in Tennessee, although I will tell you the medical uh, lobby is probably the strongest lobby in Tennessee, um, and it does not have the constituents in mind as the bottom line in mind. So you've got an event coming up pretty soon. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can get information about it and what it's about. Thank you. Yes, so we have our first fundraising dinner. We're really excited about this June 11th. Um, we have at Historic Maple Lawn in Brentwood, Tennessee, Dr. Peter McCullough is actually coming in. He has accepted our invitation to be our keynote speaker. And then on the following day, so it's a two-day event, the following day on June 12th, we are actually holding a patient's rights rally that's going to fight back against this incentivized medicine here in Tennessee. Um, Dr. McCullough will be speaking at that as well. We'll have Dr. Paul Marrick that is coming in, Robert Scott Bell. Um, we have Charlene and Ty Bollinger from The Truth About Cancer, um, Ernest Ramirez, Scott Shara, um, Nikki Holland, who was severely injured by the Moderna vaccine. All of them will be coming in to share some stories with us. Um, so it's really shaping up to be a great lineup. Very excited about having that happen. Um, but again, we, we are 100% supporter funded. So, you know, I've been funding the organization basically out of pocket um, the entire time, but I, since I no longer have an income and I do not draw a salary at this point from this organization, um, you know, we have to rely on donations and sponsorships to be able to put these types of events together. So, you know, we do have sponsorship opportunities that are, you know, available to fit every budget. So we would love it if, you know, anybody who has it on their heart to help give, they can actually uh, text the word rally to 53555 and uh, they'll receive a donation link to be able to assist us. Uh, and that, that really does help us bring these incredible speakers in from all over the world, you know, that have coming are coming to stand with us here in Tennessee. And it will help us make uh, the event a huge success. And give us that number, give us that number one more time and then also give the uh, website or destination where people can gather information about the event. Sure. So again, that number is the keyword is rally, and that'll be to 53555. And all of this information, you can find it on our website. It's nursefreedomnetwork.org. All right, nursefreedomnetwork.org. You've been very kind with your time. I appreciate you. I'll give you the last word. Thank you. I just want to say thank you so much for standing with us in this fight. You do a lot of great work here in Tennessee, and uh, we're just we're so uh, thankful to you for giving us the opportunity to come and speak on our mission and vision today. Well, thank you, dear. I appreciate it very much. Uh, we'll talk to you here soon, I'm sure. For those of you in our listening audience, if you've enjoyed this interview and if you would like to get it uncensored, not that social media would ever turn down uh, any information 
about anything that has happened the last two years that has later turned out to be true. That would never happen. But should it happen, you want to be on our email list while they still let us send it. And you can go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that uh, yellow subscribe now button, get on their e-newsletter uh, for both text and email notifications, and also go to anywhere you get social media and or your podcast, search for the Tennessee Conservative and follow or subscribe to our podcast or channels. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis, signing off.